basement to your ears this is the weekly meeting of the queen city improvement bureau on this week's meeting guests improvements tools others and possibly more this meeting is now in session hey <laughs> yeah how are you doing? Oh, You yeah. seem cheerful. I'm, I'm taking a course in uh, conversation. How are you? Yes. Huh. Lesson one. Is it working out Don't for interrupt you? people. Oh. That's lesson one. I'm all, that's as far as I've gotten. I'm glad yes. that you're doing this. <laughs> Me too. I might have further lessons in subsequent meetings. Good. Uh, have you been taking any lessons on taking attendance? Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I haven't gotten to that lesson or the lesson of like the uh, sarcastic segue, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that's there. <laughs> Good. It'll be lesson pi, 3.14. Right. One six, one eight, etc. Uh, attendance, yes. Our first attendee is um, Edna Clue, P-H-E. Edna Clue, Ph.E. Ph.E. Is Ph.E. Is that some kind of degree I don't know about? It's, or? Well, I think she made it up. It's uh, She called herself an eagle of philosophy. Oh, I like that. Her motto. So like it's a scout. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, her motto was, I soar like an eagle above all you losers of 20th century Anglo-American and continental philosophy. Huh. That's... Uh She's got some pent-up rage issues, I know, eh? I know. Well, she had, uh, she had one best-selling book, um, which was also called I Soar Above You Losers of 20th Century Anglo-American and Continental Philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the follow-up, uh, Philology, What Is That? And uh, You Can Panopta My Con. I don't know what she was on about. She huh. was very upset. I'm excited to have her on. I yeah. can't wait, you oh, know? Wait, wait. Uh, uh, you know, it could be. I think. Um, I think I mixed up the letters. Since of the E's, Paul Duchenne. Oh, that's me. That's you. Okay, yeah. so uh, I'm present. You can mark me down. Okay, so Eagle of Philosophy, Edna. Edna yeah. I haven't missed meeting yet. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, second attendee, we've got um, Road Gainman. Road Gainman. Road Gainman. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's claiming the name. He was known as the stunt double stunt double. Oh, really? Yeah. And it doesn't, I don't mean that he was like a particularly good stunt double. He would literally do the stunts that other stunt doubles would not do or had suffered a fatal accident because of the stunt they attempted. So, I mean, it was like in in the industry, they would just say, go get road. Huh. Yeah. And how did he, uh, how, how did that turn out for road? Well, you know, I'm... This is a thing because you like he's a he's going to be on the show or mm-hmm. in our meeting, but uh, he actually died in the late seventies. Uh, he was uh, a stunt uh, double on um, Death Tremural, which was Death a Tremural? Death Tremural. It was uh-huh. uh, it was I about a, a high school gym competition yeah. where they trampoline between bubbling vats of acid. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, I totally saw that. Yeah, it was. Oh, I mean, it was on like late night CBC. Yeah. Oh, but I saw it in the in the drive-through. You're drive kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, All I ever serious. saw was um, the black hole with Maximilian Schell. Or at the, at the drive-through. Yeah. Really? Yes. That's, um, true. Story. I think Maximilian was the name of the robot, <laughs> not the actor. <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty not. I'm pretty I sure that there was that evil robot, and it was Maximilian Shell, but his like true face. He dresses as a human for for his movies. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway, um, but the way he died might surprise you. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm he, only. Oh, he um, he got on the trampoline and just just went straight into a vat of acid. Yeah. Yeah, that that does actually surprise me a little bit. Yeah, and me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so, um, oh, sorry, this is a little awkward. Oh. Uh, he's not going to be here. I, clearly, I messed up the letters. Uh, hold on. So, Aiden, oh, Aiden Morgan. That's you. Oh. Yeah. All right. Hey. Well then. And you are here. I am. I'm going to mark yeah. myself as uh, as present. As present. Hey, Aiden. Yeah. So have you uh, have you made your way up through the ductwork into the swank new cafeteria on the ground floor of City Hall? Uh, yes. You have. I, I have. I had, it's it's very expensive. The the cafeteria or the ductwork? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that guy who makes me like pay a toll to get out of the ductwork. Right. I think he's kind of like taking me for a ride, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is actually because there's no toll in the. Um, oh, maybe he. Oh, and yeah, I think yeah, he was telling me he was trying to tell me it was the utility fee. Right. Yeah. Well, jokes on like, him. Uh-huh. All I've got are little pieces of aluminum foil for money. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did he take that? <laughs> yeah. I've, Legal tender in I, the basement. Yeah, I have no aluminum foil left. Nothing to bargain with. I got no leverage. <laughs> So, anyways, apparently this cafeteria, which has just opened on uh, March 22nd, I do believe was the date that it opened, uh, fancy new digs in the front mm-hmm. of City Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to go to, through security to go to the cafeteria. It's there. It's open to the public, not just oh. to us, us schlubs, us city workers. Yes, which is what we are. Right. Uh, it is open to all the general public. They can go in there and they can eat. And oh. uh, it's really lovely. It has like windows that look out on the park in front of City Hall. I, uh, I imagine everyone loves it then. Apparently there are some concerns though in the wider community that uh, dang, they're competing with, with restaurants. Oh, this, this yeah, is bad. That, that the juggernaut of the uh, yeah. City Hall cafeteria is going to completely obliterate the downtown dining scene. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the company, and I probably shouldn't name it, that got the contract for the cafeteria. But it is not the kind of company name that, you know, instills you with confidence that this is going to become the new fine dining place right. in Regina's downtown. And I think that, uh, I think that, that, uh, is it Aramark? No, oh. <laughs> but it's something like that. It's <laughs> totally something like that. Um, the thing for me, if I can get serious for a second about it, is that yes. uh, this was on. This has been like an idea that's been bopping around since like 2007, 2008, when the city was doing um, consultations for the uh, downtown neighborhood plan. And uh, this idea that City Hall should be a place that everybody can go into and it shouldn't just be a place for, you know, you know, pushing papers around or finding improvement vectors. Right. It should be for, like, anybody who wants to, like, come in and sort of, like, you know, in a place where there is, like, city things on the brain. 
And so this idea was pitched by the consultants who were running the downtown neighborhood plan that there's that the cafeteria instead of being like you know hidden away in the back of the building mm-hmm. and only accessible to city staff it should be out in the front where everybody can come and if a group say wants to get together and talk uh, about some city issue which groups sometimes do they could come they could have a coffee at city hall and do it there well yeah and so that was 10 years ago that that idea was pitched gotta say i didn't think it would ever happen because um, it sounded like a kind of a good idea and yet here it is. Do you ever wonder why those places are called cafeterias and not eating rooms? No. Actually, I never have. Do you know? No, I, no, I don't. You don't know the I etymology no of cafeteria? I do. Well, maybe I do, but I'm I'm not going to tell what you. What is a cafet that I, you would want to go I to know. an area I know for cafets? Yeah. yeah. I'm, here to, I'm here to cafet. They say, well, you got to go down the hall to the cafet area. Right. It must be disgusting. It, it must be like ancient Greek for um, eating room. Yeah, no, for Salisbury steak That's what I was <laughs> with onions. That's right. It's uh, it is. Uh, I believe it is. It's actually Romany for pale gravy. Ah, yes. yeah, that makes a lot of and sense. And crinkle fries. Anyways, that is that's the big news out of the front of City Hall. Great. This was part of the $4 million uh, renovation to the uh, the main floor, which included uh, new security measures uh, and um, apparently the ductwork needed to be cleaned up. Wait, apparently there were a lot of footprints inside of it and some old food wrappers <laughs> and uh, my wallet. <laughs> and that needed to get cleaned out. Under- understandable. Yeah. So, so our taxes are going to this. I, I want my taxes to only go to the stadium. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. Well, sadly, no. Anyways, we are not alone in the sub-basement today. That is a really inspiring message of hope and communion and connection. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We are here with uh, an improvement vector, a bona fide official Show. improvement vector, Amber Phelps Bondaroff. Hi, friends. Hello. Hey, Amber. <laughs> Pleasure to be down in the sub-basement with Thank you. you. Thanks Very for coming nice. in. Yeah, yep. I got stuck in the ductwork on the way down, but I managed to just squeeze. You got a shimmy through. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they added more obstacles to the ductwork on the way down to the sub basement as part of this whole so renovation. The whirling blades, the hammers, well, yeah, the vats of acid. And they didn't. Um, they eliminated your staircase. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which was budget cuts. Yes. Maybe an improvement to some some people's idea. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they put in that wicked loopy loop de loop slide. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't find that. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll show you. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I noticed the pulley system to get back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that actually uh, that came out of our pockets. They We made a budget request for a pulley system so that we didn't have to, mm. you know, use magnets anymore to get up the slide. But or go to the gym. There's that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just really very industrious down here yeah oh yeah well they you know there was talk about having a gym for city employees but then they were like you know we could just like put them in the ductwork with (laughs) (laughs) you know it's better than a gym a cafeteria yeah it's true the opposite of a gym with muffins (laughs) (laughs) and gravy yeah Mm. muffins and gravy (laughs) are are we we, like making a ween album or something (laughs) (laughs) it's a regina delicacy i thought i'm sure i would not be surprised if that were the case (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Amber, I've heard some disturbing news. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I understand you are employed by this neutral ground place. 
<laughs> and that they may have like and that's the disturbing news <laughs> yes <laughs> we, we're, we've we've put in a complaint already we think this is just yeah. the wrong way to go we are not ground. a fan of neutrality here I'm at the so queen city improvement ground <laughs> yes <laughs> no i w what is your position with neutral ground uh, oh well yeah officially my position is called programming coordinator right i thought it was oh. buried underneath the roof well, it was that, yeah. and then I I had to dig my way out of that right. title. So yeah. your title was person calling help from beneath <laughs> beneath the rubble of the sea. We've got a lot to relate to tonight, yeah. I think. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I heard that there was uh, there was a problem with the old space, and that we had to, you had to move to a new one. Yeah, I think that's why I'm here tonight. I believe yeah. so because there's there's doings afoot. There's doings. I'm doing things. <laughs> Things are doing over cool. at uh, Neutral Ground, uh, Regina's artist-run center, longest-running artist-run center. Um, yeah, I started working there just uh, back in November, a relatively new job. And then uh, shortly after commencing, we did have a bit of a ceiling collapse. It's mm -hmm. no secret. Um, it was a bit traumatic. It was a pretty interesting first week on the job, to say the least. Um, so we've had to move i, I want to dig deep into this okay um was it was it just a seat like was it acoustic tiling fell down or was it more significant than that Ooh. um it was pretty significant it yeah. was it was uh there was various inches of standing water in the gallery Ooh. we had a major ceiling collapse it was around a time late november where it had been cold and then it warmed up and there was a lot of ice right, that melted and right. then anyway you know like yeah. Like what happens in the winter, yeah. usually, all the time. Um, so, yeah, there was a pretty major leak. We'll call, we'll call it a collapse because mm -hmm. it was pretty severe. But we were able to save most of the artwork that was in the gallery. But we had to That's pack good. up pretty quickly. Um, so, anyway, long story short, we packed up quickly. We've been working remotely out of a, an office space for the last four months. And we're actually moving into a new and improved Ooh. gallery, actually tomorrow. <laughs> Where? Uh, so it's at 1835 <coughs> Scarth Street, literally just across the street from the oh, old that's right space. Yeah, yeah, it's literally just across the street. But the reason I believe that it is improved, and I, I hope that you agree, is uh, not only is it a new space that we're renovating and getting up to up to speed, but it's on the main floor. It's visible from the street. Um, it's accessible to all folks who want to get in there. Uh, and there's a big window right in the front that you can see into, and it provides light for the employees, amongst <laughs> other things, which is a nice feature. Um, yeah, so we're, we're getting ready to move tomorrow, and our first official opening to the public will be on April the 7th. Cool. Right. Yeah. Well, that's really soon. It's really soon. But that's why I'm here tonight, oh. and looking a little frazzled, perhaps. No, not at all. I've been packing boxes all day. Gotcha. Well, I've been writing a lot of fanfic about uh, the collapse of the Neutral Ground Gallery. <laughs> it's like it's like combination like um, Neutral Ground slash um, Airbender right. last Airbender fanfic. Mm. Yeah, where you'll get trapped into the rubble and you have to like, but you'd find out you have the power of like like junk bending and you ask. Yeah, <laughs> and Reese uh, Horowitz has the power of art bending, so she's able to get. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Right. So who are you shipping? 
I'm not shipping anybody. It's okay. a, I run a clean fanfic website okay. on my GeoCities uh, page. <laughs> yeah, YQR fanfic? Yes. Nice. Yes, YQR fanfic. And there's all kinds of, there's, there's for Neutral Ground, there's Mackenzie fanfic section. Yep. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, for parts. Got my reading cut out for me. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of pages. Mm. Yeah. That's, I get, I've, I've gotten like five visits last month, so I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Well, get ready for number six. Get ready. You know what they say when you oh, hit no. ten, it's a landslide. Exactly. Well, I can't, yeah. I can't afford just those hosting costs after, with ten visits. So. <sighs> yeah. yeah, those GeoCity sites are not cheap. Uh, 1995 is the worst year <laughs> where I happen to permanently live for some reason. <laughs> so, uh, Neutral Ground is, uh, oh, we are on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, and we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau with uh, Amber Phelps Blonderoff talking about Neutral Ground. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Neutral Ground, not Neutral Ceiling. No. <laughs> yeah. We no. never claimed that. It was, <laughs> it was certainly not neutral about you. No. That's right. <laughs> Apparently the roof's a critic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take that collage art. <laughs> I don't know. Deconstructing space. Yeah. Exactly. We got a little literal, little bit literal with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're moving up. So what are you guys going to do on the 7th to celebrate your move? Oh, well, the 7th, uh, it's really exciting. We have an artist named Lucien Dury, who is a Regina expat who now lives in Vancouver but he um, he's been here for the last month mm -hmm. hanging out in his parents house creating artwork out of objects and items mm. from their suburban home um, so it's a lot of uh, diverse sculptural collage work uh, found mm. object assemblage um, I think he's a great first artist to sort of kick off the new space and there's an opening reception on Saturday, April the 7th, 7 to 9 p.m. At 7.30, he's going to do a, a little talk and performance. And I've heard he has a lovely singing voice. Cool. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, sounds there might be song at 7.30. I totally want to be there when his parents show up. And I'm like, Lucy, we never said you could use that. I've been looking for the toilet brush for the last three weeks. <laughs> Where's all our furniture? There's my bath mat. <laughs> yeah, it might you be sort of like that. Mat. Yeah. But, you know, art. Yeah. Right? So what, um, have you seen the stuff already? Or is it all going to be a surprise even for you? Some of it. Most of it will be a surprise. Yeah. Well, um, can, I, can I just get like an idea of what kind of stuff he's done with his parents' belongings? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah well I've been told like I have a I have a vague list that involves some heavy doors okay large paintings reworked paintings uh, I believe there is one piece that involves a bath mat oh um, okay I think this and is then some other sculptural work out of like styrofoam and there's some collage based work as well I believe I think this is a new genre of art brat. Art brat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like that. Um, I should mention the exhibit's called Phenomenal Hosts. Um, oh, sort nice. of a, a real mention to his his parents hosting, and it's a um, a look at the often under acknowledged support systems that come in the form of people's families in the arts, hmm, and in right. this case, literally, oh, literally. <laughs> taking their belongings, amongst other things. Uh, a lot of this is 
it'll be the first time I've seen a lot of this work and it because it is very installation based mm-hmm. it'll come together over the week of the installation which is next week in the gallery mm-hmm. so it's exciting this sounds great I'm really looking forward to this yeah well I hope that you both can make it out of the sub-basement for the evening mm-hmm. do you work weekends here it was a weekend. Right, right, right. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we it's, don't get we, those we either. We call it the time of the quietness. Yes. Mm. Yeah. When when when, the, when everything seems to calm down in the building and there's no heat for some reason. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The cold lack of pitter patter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just us and our leopard. Um. Uh. What uh, whereabouts in the area? Like, are you going to be in the uh, the little mall there? Yeah, it is in the little mall. And so, to, well, like, what used to be in there? Just because I know that that's how you tell directions in Regina. It is. Say, yeah. Here's where you that know. thing used to be. Go there. <laughs> so it used to be uh, Euphoria Muse uh, oh, clothing. Oh, okay. Uh, there, the, yep. I know they had a few locations, but it's been empty for a little while. So it's right. actually directly downstairs from the old Regina Plains Museum. Yep. Which. Okay. The sign is still out on the awning. Yeah. But uh, we will have another sign for neutral ground soon. Excellent. <laughs> Next so to Gilmer Sandwiches. Wow. Uh, their sandwiches are very good. They've got I know. great I, avocado and mushroom one. Not that I'm uh, looking for a sandwich sponsor, but those are the best damn sandwiches in town. That's true. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. Full and supporter. you'll be so close to Beer Brothers as well. That too. Yeah. A lot of great businesses on that street. A lot of great yeah. people. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, this must be really exciting. I think, uh, like, as far as silver linings out of uh, damp clouds that rain down <laughs> on you and cause your roof to cave in, um, the the whole, like, being at ground level for your gallery must be, like, a, this, this must be, like, a seismic shift for the kind of, like, exposure that uh, you guys are going to be able to get in the city. Yeah, it it's... It's very important. It was actually sort of on the radar even before I started working for Neutral Ground, the desire to have a more visible space and an accessible space. So there had been a committee of folks looking for a new spot, but with less urgency. When the ceiling collapsed, it was sort of just like a real kick in the butt to get the Mm. process moving a lot faster. (laughs) Oh, my God. So maybe it wasn't so much that the roof was being a critic, but maybe it was like sacrificing itself so that you guys would finally... Maybe the roof was like, "Come on, get yeah. up, yeah. get get going, like, make this happen." Like, yeah. I've got some overpriced condos to put in here, or something like that. <laughs> There's people who want to come into your space that can't get up the stairs. Get 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 going. <laughs> um, but then, it, you know, we looked around at a lot of different spots, and then I was just actually going for a sandwich one day, <laughs> and huh. noticed, hey, there's this empty spot right here and another really nice feature of this new space is that there's a, a little window vitrine right on the scar street mall mm-hmm. in between the, oh, the yeah. main space and the scar street so that is hopefully eventually going to be a second stream of programming for smaller oh. exhibitions maybe younger artists or people who have a smaller project that Just they want to put in their emerging artist yeah. space nice. yeah and it's enclosed in glass from both sides so you can see it even when the gallery's closed, 24-7, visible window cool. space, which is a nice feature. Hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Um, you know, we kind of alluded to it earlier on. Maybe a lot of people don't understand what the notion of neutral ground being like an artist-run cooperative, like how does that make you different from, say, a commercial gallery? 
Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of differences between an artist-run center and a commercial gallery. First of all, uh, none of the artwork's for sale when you come into Neutral Ground. Often, um, there's a long history of artist-run culture in Canada specifically, <laughs> which I won't get into too many details about, but in the mid to late 70s, artists started sort of mobilizing, creating these spaces that were for artists, run by artists, so that you weren't really subject to the art market and having to sell your work. Um, so there's a long history of those, and Neutral Ground was one of the first in Western Canada to be established in 1982. They were incorporated well before my time there um, as sort of a floating space, and then it had various different incarnations of different spaces, and uh, the location infamous ceiling collapse location uh, neutral ground had been located in there since I believe 1997 oh, so wow. it was a long run yeah, up yeah. there mm. um, and yeah another important thing for artist run centers is that it's a space for artists to really experiment and put work in that isn't Sell- sellable. It doesn't have to be for a market or for a sale. Uh, and it can be a place of experimentation, doing things a little bit differently, and to be supported by that center. We pay all of our artists' um, artist fees uh-huh. in accordance with uh, the uh, CARFAC the national fee schedule that sort of designates what a living wage is for an artist. If mm-hmm. this is something you're doing professionally, you should be paid for it. Um, so that applies to if there's an artist talk or a workshop, we are, we're paying artists fairly and as well as for exhibiting their work. Um, and, you know, we also operate under um, primarily through grants for our funding and through fundraisers and other, other ways as well. So we're not operating in a for-profit model and we're really trying to just provide a space for artists and be in support of them. Yeah, cool. Cool. I am sad to hear that you can't buy the art there because I need a new bath mat. <laughs> well, you can maybe talk to Lucien's mom about okay. that. <laughs> Ooh, maybe she'd put me up. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I have an art project I've gotten. Maybe if you showed up dressed either as the Monopoly guy or Mr. Peanut and said, I'll buy it all, then, you know, oh, yeah. you could make a deal. With all my peanut money. <laughs> all mm-hmm. my peanut money. But you just pay peanuts. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And I, go ahead. I was going to say, and then you could do it for, like, every opening at Neutral Ground. Yeah. And you could be, like, the, the, the peanut guy. Yeah. I could do that for everything. I guess I should add that on the topic of, of saleable artwork, there are occasions where there's work that is saleable, and that's something that, you know, the artists yeah. would work at, you know. Yeah. If you want that bath mat, maybe you could chat, but... And yeah, Lucien can sit down. Not during the show. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well... I hate to say this, but we uh, we have to move on with the agenda at this point. Oh, yeah. There's lots on the agenda today, I oh, hear. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're moving on. What are we up to now? Well, well, first of all, thank you for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for having me. We can't, it's we, uh, can't, always a pleasure. We can't make you an, an, like more improvement vector than you are already. But oh, yeah. you can't? So Why not? Just there's only one setting. Paperwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's an, a second Just vector, more you, bold. We could. Oh. I never thought of that. We could bold the font. It's okay. <laughs> wow. Next time. It's not a bad idea. We could use Courier New. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Nice. A new... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, will there be another Swamp Fest? Oh, yeah. Swamp Fest. Uh, oh, yeah. That's... Yes. Yes, there will. <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to a Swamp Fest meeting right now, so we can talk later about that if you okay. want. Okay. Well, we'll have to have you on to talk sw- with your other hat, your swampy hat. My swampy hat, yeah. yeah. Happy to wear the neutral ground hat today. Cool. 
Cool. All right. Thanks a lot. But we have to move on to innovative revenue tools. Right. Yeah, those are tools. They're innovative. Yeah, it's not like raise I, revenue. I know. I know. We, what they we don't. Are. We don't have time for this. I know. For this duel that we do every week. Okay. This, um, so we just. So we're just going to assume that I remember what they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because we were going to talk about the look and listen lottery this week. I thought. Oh right. Well, yeah. that, that reminds me, Paul. Yes. Do you like to look? I do. Do you like to listen? Yes. Heck yes. Hey, do you like to lottery? Um, yes, I do. Yes. Especially I, when it comes with looking and listening. I'm glad you and said that. And 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Exactly. So you'll love 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio's Look and Listen Lottery. You'll yeah. absolutely love it. Well, allow me to tell you briefly what it's all about. Um, it's on right now. It's an important station fundraiser. gives you, the listener, uh, the opportunity to buy tickets to win a grand prize trip to of your choosing to one of four great destinations. Do you know what these destinations are, Amber? Oh, uh, San Francisco? Yes. New York City? Yes. Quebec City? How do you know all these? And... I'm an avid CJTR listener and supporter. Wow. But what's the fourth one? Charlatan. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Not Charlatan B.I., but the fake Charlatan, which they call Charlatan. The Charlatan. (laughs) It's just a cardboard box outside of town. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, no, we'll, we'll send you to the real Charlottetown. Um, flight accommodations and $500 spending cash could be yours. There are 1,200 tickets to buy. They're only 20 bucks a pop. So if you buy one, that's one in 1,200 odds. If you buy 700, I don't know how you do that, but you have really good odds. Um, second prize? Yeah, I know. Uh, second prize is a $1,000 travel voucher from Carlson Wagen Lee Records Travel. Third prize is a Regina Folk Festival 2018 experience. Uh, which includes two weekend passes to the Regina Folk Festival in August 2018. Uh, lottery tickets, 20 bucks a pop. The draw date will occur on 9 a.m. Friday, May 4th, on air. On air, people. You'll get to hear your name on air, which is better than a trip to Charlatan. <laughs> anyway, tickets can be purchased online at cjtr.ca slash donate at CJTR's offices at 1102 8th Avenue or by calling the radio station at the number 306-525-7274. That's 306-525-7274. Or you can tweet at us at Queen City IB or on our Facebook page, Queen City Improvement Bureau, and we will hook you up with some tickets. That's what we can do for you. Anyway, I think that's it. All right. Good. The early bird draws over, so stop hoping, people. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was a great innovative revenue tool, but we have some more on deck here that I will push go on now. Did you know on Albert Street, across the lake from the legislature building, sits a speaker's corner, a small brick platform surrounded by gas lamps and birch trees. These lamps originate from London, and the trees are from Runnymede Meadow, a location where King John signed the Magna Carta in 1215. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, HendonDeYoung.com. And every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Hey. Mm. 
We're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that wasn't very long. I'm in the middle of surgery. Well, um, I'm glad it was just a, uh, you know, a local anesthetic instead of a general. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have no... Oh, wait, I do have somebody to talk to. <laughs> You can go back wow. to your surgery. Addison is here now. Okay, no, it's no, it's it's all better. I'll just I'll, oh, fi I'll finish the, I'll finish the surgery while I'm here. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm impressed that you can do your own surgeries. Yeah, well, there's. Do you see a surgeon around here? No, no, no. And I'm freaked out by the sight of, you know, the blood. <laughs> the blood. Yes, I, yeah. I couldn't even get you to watch. There will be blood. No, you no. could not. No. I always said there's or not true much blood. blood. Could not watch blood. true blood. Yeah, or blood ties. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Or where the heart is. Oh, that's where the blood goes. <laughs> that was what oh, they were I going to call the movie, it. Where the Blood Goes. <laughs> but that tested so badly. Yeah, because nobody likes to see blood. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, like, keeping your smock up <laughs> over top of your it, surgery. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Open heart surgery doesn't come cheap, and it ain't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> if you do start to bleed through, though, you're out. I, I understand. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on with the agenda, um, we have somebody else who's, like, slunk in uh, during the interview <laughs> think, revenue tool. Excuse me, I think it's slinked. Slinked? Since when? Who's to say? Since who, when who's did to that say? irregular verb become regular? I'm, I'm regularizing it. Oh, are you? Yeah. I'm normalizing it. So. You just slunk that right past me. I, I did. I, oh, curse you. <laughs> Anywho. Right. So we have uh, Addison Doherty from Regina's YMCA. YMCA Regina, yep. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. I've, thanks for coming in. Um, thanks for slunking in. I don't, know, I don't know what the word is anymore. Have slunked. He have slunked in. I will have slunked in by the time you say have it slunketh. Yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare fan. Yes. All right. No. 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 It could be. Um, <laughs> so when you tell people that you work at the YMCA, how many people make jokes about the village people? Uh, not I, really. I had to work really hard not to. Man, I would have loved it. We. I'm surprised more people don't, but we actually just got these new shirts made where they have, like, stick figures... Like doing the YMCA, oh. so I'm sure like the the, the, the dancing obviously the Y, the M, the C, and the A. I'm sure more people will make jokes now, but I've actually yeah. never gotten a single comment about that until just right now. Hmm. And now I'm ashamed <laughs> to work there. Because you know, I'm thinking if you put on some like you know mirrored sunglasses and, and a hard hat, you'd be a hey. dead ringer for the construction guy. No, I like that. Yeah. Like that a lot. I think you probably haven't heard many jokes about it because nobody's really made jokes about it since 1987. I was going to say maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm, put, I'm putting this on my GeoCities page. Are we saying that the village people aren't the sound of a new generation? It is a really happy song, though. I feel like it you is. bring a nice ambiance to work if people talked about it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You should be yeah. constantly playing over the speakers at the Y. So you have to actually should, shout. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Turn down the music. <laughs> what? So what are you doing at the YMCA? Like what, um, what, what's going on? Ooh, there's so many things happening. But my, my I actually have notes here, but I thought I'd get Yeah, you. no, yeah. I, I can... Uh, 
I can try to handle this solo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so my my project is I work with uh, Homeless Partnering Strategy, their little department at the Y. And my job is I'm the point in time count coordinator for Regina Homelessness for 2018. So essentially what that is in a nutshell is on one night we send a bunch of volunteers out into the streets. Uh, we have shelters uh, providing some staff to do an enumeration and a survey for individuals that might be sleeping uh, rough. And in shelters are individuals that might be part of the hidden homeless demographic. So it's kind of like a... It's a tool to an event and a tool to kind of gauge the the scope of homelessness in the city. Uh, so that's what I'm working on right now, planning that. So it's happening in three weeks. Yeah. You, could you explain what the hidden homeless means? Yeah. So I, I think like I think in, there needs to be more of a nuanced discussion, probably in general, when it comes to homelessness. But like, there's first of all, there's a stigma that's attached to homelessness. So a lot of people that are part of the what is deemed as like nationally the hidden homeless population might not want to consider themselves hidden homeless but essentially uh it is categorized as individuals that like don't have their own place to stay but might be like couch surfing or something like that and having temporary places to stay so we're trying to draw some of those people out to certain hot spots and whatnot to get surveyed and so we can you want you want to know how many people are obviously sleeping on the street you want to know how many people are using the shelters and the transitional facilities but you also then want to know like how many people are on the verge you know of being on the cusp of getting onto the street or using the, the systems as well so you can kind of build like a more well-rounded comprehensive uh proactive and reactive solution to individuals that become homeless yeah uh, and what about uh sleeping rough what, is it, what do you mean by that? Because that pops up a lot. Yeah, know, sleeping literature. rough is like a vague term, essentially, for like anybody sleeping like on the streets, sidewalks, parks, like tenting somewhere, kind of having like pop-up stuff, you know? Like, right. Um, that, that's essentially what sleeping rough is. It's You're not in a home. You're not in a shelter. You're kind of out and you're bearing the, the natural weather conditions. So it is rough, quotation marks. Yeah. So it's not R-U-F-F rough. <laughs> no, there's... Okay. <laughs> I, was having I was having trouble trying to figure out what that was all about. No. <laughs> Are you sleeping rough? <laughs> no. It's they're, they they sound the same, but they're not the same thing for anybody listening that wants to clarify. One is the sound a dog <laughs> makes, and the other one is a unfortunately a place where some people sleep. I, I just realized. I was making air quotes, and those are not audible <laughs> over the radio. You just so, have to do them fast enough. Yeah, just so it like creates like a little bit of a wind yeah. effect by the mic. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm glad you actually took the time to explain a little bit because I'm like, oh no, nobody's actually going to get what we're talking about here. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when the pit count happens, this will be on. Uh, what's the date? Yeah should be written right here but yeah so anyways the pit count's happening on april 18th the actual yes. so in a pit count you i already described how you send people out in the streets and then we have shelter staff yeah. in the shelters it's from a, a, a time frame so it's from 8 to 11 p.m is when we're actually going to have volunteers out enumerating and surveying but there's going to be a bunch of stuff before that it's it's basically like an all-night event uh the pit count headquarters is going to be located in the gymnasium at the downtown ymca we'll have Volunteer registration will be from about 4.30 to 5.40, 5.30, 5.40. Then we'll have some food, kind of like do some mingling for maybe 20, 30 minutes, and we'll go through some training uh, with the surveys and the group and the groupings that they have. Uh, worth noting, actually, is that if you're interested in volunteering, uh, there's different positions available. 
And uh, if you want to, there's team leaders, survey volunteers, and there's headquarters volunteers. So if you want to be a team leader, that's essentially someone that's um, maybe has experience working with the homelessness clientele or the population or the or other experience working with vulnerable demographics. And uh, you essentially would lead a team of survey volunteers in an area. Team leaders uh, go through training, additional training beforehand. Some safety training will have, I'll be facilitating the training just a little bit about the pit count kind of how to gauge some conversations things like that then we'll have some uh, sherry wild from the regina police service will be in there doing some extra safety training too just to give people get people to meet how well help people become prepared for the night of so uh more the merrier obviously yeah. yeah how many people do you expect to be volunteering for this right now so we had about 150 in 2015 Mm-hmm. And right now we have a hundred and about eighty five signed up. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, so we're we're past like where we thought we would be and like that's amazing, right? Like and we actually haven't I only did my official call for volunteers within organizations like last Thursday morning. Other than that it was pretty much like word of mouth and through I was on another radio show with Dave Morgan did that and then it was on C T V in the morning. Other than that it's been pretty much word of mouth. Like so we're we're hoping that we have more. Obviously like the the more volunteers we have, the more groups we can make, and then the more airs we can go into. Obviously, then our search will be more comprehensive, right, of the city. Because mm-hmm. in 2015, it was essentially they just had people walking in like the core areas, but like part of the idea of like the hidden homeless population, which is kind of what the Regina homelessness situation is more like. Like because of our severe weather, how drastic it is, we don't have like at East Hastings, for example, right. like in Vancouver. So people are staying in precarious housing situations. They're staying with friends and family. So if we can get to places where there's more foot traffic, et cetera, sprawled out in the city, you can ask everybody, you know, what their housing situation is like and hopefully catch more of those people. Hmm. Um, I think I answered yeah. your question. No? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, uh, yeah, you've, um, you sent out your list of hot spots in the city right and i was a little bit surprised at some of them because i did expect that it would be you'd have like all the volunteers would be downtown because that's sort of the stereotype right, right? one of them is the sub-basement of city hall I mean, what, <laughs> yeah okay. what's up with that yeah and right. also I have, I have some volunteers that like just love boilers so they, <laughs> they just and they'll do anything to get by a boiler uh, and, uh, yeah we get boiler groupies all the time yeah well i'm one yeah. <laughs> i needed the list that's why i'm on the show please i love it yeah, well, we'll show you how it works later. Is it steam? What you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but there's places like the Walmart, uh, right? You know, yeah, down so in down in Harbor Landing, like you're you're going to be going all over the city. Yeah, so it's it's essentially like a we. I, there, there's a report that happened in 2015, right, as a result of the pit count, and in it is like a list of recommendations. So, like, I'm not doing this like. Like, part of it are some of my original ideas, but most of it is actually based on, like, okay, that was the first time they'd done it in Regina. Mm-hmm. Uh, was well done. Was it the best one that's been done? No. Is this one going to be the best one that's been done? No. But it's we're just kind of continuing to make improvements. So part of it was, like, that count in particular was very much geared to the, nat- the national methodology of pit counts. Right. And that th- that fits well in terms of, like, a city like Vancouver, right, that has people sleeping in, like, at, you know what I mean? Like they have like a hub where you can go into a central location and find a lot of people. We don't necessarily have that, like I've mentioned. So we have to do some things that are more, I guess, uh, advantageous for the Regina community to figure out more. So I, I feel like if we can put people all over the city where there's like people coming in mm-hmm. and out in traffic, that we're going to be able to ask more people. Because I think like 
there's there's a stereotype of what homelessness looks like, right? And I mm-hmm. think that it, because it's such it's such a more it's it's the when you think of someone that's homeless, you think of the panhandler. You know, I think that's yeah. what for the most part what comes to mind. But it's like there's so many people that you probably wouldn't even have any idea if they're walking down the street, like what their economic situation is like, like how much anxiety they go through in terms of like living paycheck to paycheck. Like, so we're just trying to get people everywhere, right? Because these people are everywhere. They're not in just the core, right? They're all they're scattered all over the city. So we. We changed up to some of the search logistics. Like we'll still have the downtown core areas covered. That's part of it, mm-hmm. right? We'll have we'll have teams walking in areas, and we're also going to have people like stationed around certain locations, right? Just so like the way the way that I when I thought about doing the hotspots with the people walking was like if you're even like lost in a grocery store with someone and you're both moving and you can't find each <laughs> other, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, hey, like what if we have people moving in an area, but then also have like one team like just station somewhere so like if these people miss someone like people go to 7-elevens or whatever right so it's like you might you might catch somebody at a 7-eleven so it's like in the hot spots i think like people probably look at that and go like oh i thought it was music under a bridge but it's like no we're trying to kind of like do a little bit of educational piece too in terms of like what homelessness may or may not mm-hmm. look like and that like anybody right it's like homelessness is a very interesting issue in the sense that like i always say it doesn't discriminate against anybody there are obviously some populations that are more overrepresented in the mm-hmm. counts and whatnot but like in terms of like if you look at the data or you look at who is homeless if you're walking around or whatnot like there's people of all races and ethnicities there's genders right there's like but it looks different too because it's not always just the panhandler right there's women that are fleeing violence that don't right. have homes it's it's such a complicated issue but in the same breath though because i think that like it's how do I phrase this? I think like we have a hundred. So for, I'll, I'll say like this: we have 192 volunteers. We've had to do minimal volunteer recruitment, right? So I think like I'm lucky because homelessness is like an issue because it doesn't discriminate. I think a lot of people can like really latch onto it. It's a it's an issue that doesn't separate mm. people, you know. And I think also that like a lot of people have like an ingrained anxiety you know about like what it feels like to like live check to check right then at some point you can visualize you know like if a couple of things happen to you down like if you got you couldn't work or something like it doesn't take long for that money to i know you could also become homeless so i think it's it's not tough to galvanize like and 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 uh, mobilize the community when it comes to this and i'm very very grateful for that yeah yeah, one of the things. Oh, we're on ninety one point three FM CJTR, <laughs> Regina Community Radio. We're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. You are so obsessed with like knowing where we are and what we are. Um, it's it's kind of a Tourette's thing. <laughs> I've had that diagnosed, and I you know, really don't like it when you bring it up. I want to have learned to let go of these things ever since my successful surgery. I've gotten a new lease. I'm like, it's really made me look at things in a different way. <laughs> it really has. Yes. Your death experiences will do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. I really hope those staples don't rust over, though. Oh, me too. Um, apparently, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I have to make no sudden moves for a while. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, those are like the short staples yeah. that we just use for like, you know, the in-office memos, not the ones for like the budget documents. Should use the big stapler. I, I know. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really going to need some like more like sticky notes soon to like <laughs> deal with the deal with the blood <laughs> <laughs> we'll requisition more six to eight weeks can you wait uh, yeah okay. yeah I mean, usually um 
<laughs> now I have no idea where we were. Uh, so oh, I didn't didn't mean for my for my open heart surgery while you were interviewing Addison to derail you. Um, anyway, the the data from the last pick count, the one in twenty fifteen, right. that one has been. Did you guys know that it was going to be cited as much as it has? Because it has come up at city council meetings multiple times every year like every time every time housing or homelessness comes up at city council that figure gets cited from that 2015 count i'm not sure like i wasn't part of hps at that point but uh, like i it i'm not sure they they did or not but i it makes sense in terms of like that was probably the first like large scale community yeah. event that like brought everybody well, i don't know if it was the first one but like it was one of the ones that changed the conversation of like everybody working in their silos to like come in together for a comprehensive yeah. goal so i think every because everybody was invested in like the the event and like the process of collecting the data that like it's easy to draw from those results but that yeah that 232 is a number that like is thrown around quite a bit and there's other figures too right like if you go asking around like phoenix homes or whatever like the that does housing first like they have some like even more staggering statistics in terms of the number of unique individuals that have like applied for or did right. their vi spit out and stuff like that but the 232 is just like it, it's a uh, like the pit counts like a hot event you know like yeah. when it was happening in 2015 i wasn't working at the y yet but i was like working out there and i remember like there was just tons of media like i think i was actually in there that i didn't volunteer but i was like going to work out that night i think and like um i remember there's just tons of people in the gym it was very like there was a lot of media presence and it was the first thing that's happened so like it's something i think when they when they draw that number because it's like it, it is reflective of what happened that night but also it's like reflective of a i think a very significant moment in terms of like shifting the conversation yeah about homelessness in the city yeah and to find 232 people uh you know in a homelessness situation that was a brutally cold night like mm -hmm. i think it's remarkable that they found anybody who wasn't like hiding somewhere yeah to avoid that so i'm hoping that it won't be quite so brutally cold this time around yeah i the, so like the Regina count is part of like 70 cities doing this across yeah. the country in March or April. And that puts uh, like that puts communities like Regina or Prairie, you know what I mean, like at a disadvantage because like April 18th, man, like there's so much variable. Like we, I was yeah. with one of my uh, paid advisory uh, members yesterday. We were looking at the, the weather and it's supposed to be like plus seven. But it's like, is that really, I don't know. Like there's so much variance and variable in the weather that it's like April 18th is still really young. And the recommendation in 2015 was that we do it in the summer, right? But just by virtue of how the national count is going, we kind of have to do it. We try mm -hmm. to push it back as much as we can we're also right. doing it actually the same date as pa and saskatoon's oh, really? kind of, oh, yeah. okay. hopefully develop some like provincial narratives as well right um i think you guys have been like upfront about this in the the literature and all the stuff that you've said that you know this point in time kind of is not like a uh like sort of like a scientifically accurate figure of what homelessness looks like it is just yeah. a snapshot i guess what i'm thinking though about as a number is like the 198 people that you guys are getting together to go out and explore this issue um what does this mean to the people who are involved in this you know in this point in time count and for people like you who are like organizing it well like from a obviously i have a different perspective on it because it's my job too right i obviously care about the issue at hand and i care yeah. about the pick out but like part of my my job is to recruit volunteers so i'm i'm grateful for the opportunity i think that like it's something obviously that people in the community really care about you know is that what you're you mean by asking me what is it what did you ask well i'm just i guess i'm thinking that you know in terms of like a you know in terms of like science it's it's it is just a point in time you know, yeah, a yeah. snapshot right but it's also like a process where 
you know, a large number of people from the community are coming together to go out yeah. and experience homelessness in Regina on a night in April. Like there's, there seems to be something more going on there than simply you know, trying data. to getting yeah. data. Yeah. What, yeah, that's a huge part of the point in time, Count Ray, too, is like doing everything in the spirit of like building relationships and continuing to develop like community capacity, right? And like working with different organizations. So yeah, I think like point in time counts certainly have limitations, right? Like you you could be walking as I, I, the analogy of like walking in the store when you're lost yeah. with someone else, like you just could miss someone. There's a three hour window. It's not like the most definitive, right? Uh, comprehensive uh, telling of what the homelessness situation that's a whole other ball game it would probably take like a, a an incredibly widespread community effort in terms of like long longitudinal planning to actually figure that out but like it does provide you a, a snapshot I suppose so it's like there is there's some there's some validity to it but like part of it is just like being honest right and like in communicating the fact that there are limitations like if i'm going to sit here and be like oh this is exactly what the numbers is so many we, we yeah. everybody knows i think but like i think for the most part people just want to get together and help and for all the reasons that i've said before too like it's uh it seems like homelessness is like a topic that's been in uh like the public lexicon in regina for quite some time now you know with like the plans and homelessness i think people are kind of like maybe that's the issue that becomes like the issue that we solve in Regina. I'm not sure, but it seems like that's kind of like the road it's going in terms of like the coverage that it gets. And uh, again, like just judging by the 192, you know, like that's yeah. uh, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. One of the stats that was at that uh, Plant End Homelessness Summit that was mm -hmm. kind of shocking is that, you know, by their estimates, uh, 4,300 people in Regina are on the cusp of homelessness at any one time. That it's there's a lot more people out there who are in severely precarious situations housing-wise. Yeah. And then you always hear the stat about how a lot of people are just like you know a paycheck away, yeah, from not yeah. having somewhere to live. So. Yeah, no, and like that's that's kind of the hidden homeless thing, right? Is like, yeah. like if so, I if you want to make a plan to end homelessness, what you need to know how many people are going to be on the cusp. Yeah. Right of like becoming homeless too, so I think like that's a huge undertaking in and of itself, and probably something that like I'm going to plant some seeds here while I'm on the radio. But like that's probably something that the Regina community have to undertake as well is to an actual like framework of how to gauge what that hidden homeless like what who who the people are, how many people are at risk actually instead of having like an estimate, they like, go out and do kind of like a pit count, but just for that at some point, it'd probably be the most one of the most useful things that we could do eventually. Awesome. Well, I'm sorry, but we have, no. we have run out of time. Oh. Yeah, those time locks are coming off the doors, and we'll be able to, you know, get right. up to the cafeteria. So <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure to show you the boiler before we go. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Please do. Thanks a lot for coming in. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much yeah. for having me. It was super fun. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do think you qualify as an improvement vector. I, I think so, too. Did yeah. you guys do yeah. your revenue? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we did. We yeah, did he was the first half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll come on again sometime. Hopefully. Oh yeah. I'll, sure. I'll I'll get on another project. Maybe. Yeah. In, maybe maybe come in when the report from the pick count is out. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 That would be a great idea. Oh, and you could and we could do like a whole fifteen minutes of innovative revenue tools. Yeah. Because yeah, I spent a lot of time waiting for this oh, interview. Oh, sorry. Working on my own innovative revenue tools, so. 
Maybe I'll just I'll, I'll DM you guys on Twitter. You guys can okay. use them. You, you okay. could you could give us like a, I want full credit though. <laughs> you could give you us like get one it, five yeah. second revenue tool right now. Pardon me. Just one five second elevator pitch revenue tool. You want me to give you one right now? Right now. Okay, I was thinking that you add a tip option to things that would like blow people's mind, like a tip option on like a parking meter, and just like Ooh. I think people oh, would be so like confused like as to like what what a tip, and they would just like throw in an extra ten to twenty percent. Hey man, you you yeah oh. you you throw that That's out really there for a couple of years. Hey. We're getting a new stadium, a new new stadium. That's brilliant. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. <sighs> okay. Well, you definitely qualify now. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's that. your certificate of improvement. <laughs> <laughs> All official. Uh, audience, he is laughing with. Um, uh, oh, at fantastic! Oh, yeah. How fantastic the, uh, the typography is. Yeah. The, uh, it's amazing, actually, because you know I tell people my name is Addison Doherty, but really it's Addinson. Doherty and you guys did your research, so I we respect did. you guys yeah. quite a bit more than I did even before this. So you guys are great guys. Thanks cool. a lot. We also have a free Manila envelope. I actually need one of these, to be honest oh. with you. So I'll take it to work after. If, you do, if you're going to use it for a different purpose than the certificate, you do need to fill out a form. <laughs> but that's okay. We can we can wave the paperwork. Forty-five seconds in. So, should we move to adjourn? We have to move to adjourn. Adjourn. Okay, you've been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, Britannia Community Radio. Uh, thank you to Addison Doherty. Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> and Amber Phelps Bondaroff for being our guest tonight. Music by uh, Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire. Find us on Twitter, Queen City IP. Go for the lookless and lottery thing as well. Uh, next up is Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit and then the melt. Keep on improving, Regina.